welcome is, to is the work? Is yeah it work we're gonna time? we're going with it welcome to the room for error podcast we're on like try number six right now for crying out loud uh our first uh little recording sesh we had about 20 minutes in and i looked down at our uh laptop here and noticed that uh we just kind of stopped in the middle of it so hopefully that doesn't happen again and and to yes, be we're honest, gonna have to keep an eye on it you know so it's welcome okay back everybody it, it's okay because it was 20 minutes of praising fran mccaffrey and iowa basketball it was which you know what kind of weird alternate universe are we living in iowa state basketball is terrible and it's piss the, poor they're coach the fourth best team in the state and fran mccaffrey it looks like the big 10 coach of the year and you know they're doing great stuff and it's weird and i gotta give them credit the offense is designed really well gars is a beast they can shoot the ball let's see if they can keep it together let's see uh moving forward it's it's gonna be fun to watch we were actually kind of hitting on a couple oh we better just bring up gary barda gary barda is a terrible human being he's a terrible athletic director but now is the most um powerful person in college <laughs> athletics wait it's even gotten more bit. hateful now that the six oh he's a <laughs> fucking worthless okay so, uh, I'm just trying to recap what we had in 20 minutes worth of content. Um, Iowa basketball, good. Iowa State basketball, bad. Chance to maybe be 500 in the Big 12-ish? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. More than likely, not. Iowa basketball, good. Credit you, Fran. Uh, Fran's wife, also a bitch. We covered that in 20 minutes. Um, That's true. We did that. also not a very nice human being. Um, anything else? I need to go out there quick. No, that was pretty much it. That's yeah. That was kind of a recap. Um. And then there was one little Coles Did You Know segment was that um, Iowa beating a ranked Rutgers team last night. First time that Rutgers has been ranked in about 40 years. So congratulations to Rutgers. Good for them. That's amazing. Um, and we're sitting here watching the Lakers and the Nets. Um, this will probably be a little shorter episode than normal now because we've gotten about 20 minutes of talking points out of the way that no one's going to get to hear. And truthfully, you know, it is what it is. Like, just take take all of the BS that we spew normally pile it into, you know, 30 seconds here, praising the Hawkeyes. They're having a hell of a year. Hopefully they don't melt. Garz is an All-American. You said that, and yep. he is. We, um, we've seen these teams fall apart down the stretch before. We have. Hopefully they don't. And then we talked a little bit about local media. Actually, you know what? I'm very excited about two two local teams that no one has really given enough credit. You and I Panthers. You and I Panthers having a really good year. Outside Much until well they lost uh, two nights ago to Southern right. Illinois. But having a good season. Drake Bulldogs very also much. having a good season. I'm a big Darren DeVries fan. All right, there we go. See, that was easy. I want to go into something. The Big 12, it's an interesting season. I have a few hot takes. If you've been living under a rock and did not see um, McCormick and Silvio D'Souza try to assault people the other day um, in the handicapped seating section at Fog Allen Fieldhouse, um, there was there was some punishment doled out this week by the Big 12 there Conference. There was. That was some weak-ass punishment, Bob Bolsby. That's all I've got to say to that. Sylvia D'Souza only gets 12 games? Sylvia D'Souza should never play college basketball again. Ever. First of all, he's the reason Kansas is in the pickle they're in in the first place. They wrote his mom a $20,000 check, or Adidas did, somebody did. McCormick should probably be out 10 games. D'Souza shouldn't come back. The K-State guys got what? I think they all got two games, maybe? Uh, one I I don't remember his name, but one of them got eight. Regardless, look at the people in that handicap seating section. Look at their faces when D'Souza has a stool over his head and is looking like he's going to throw it down, or has the intent of throwing it down on someone. Look look at the faces and and tell me, you know, this was not in a hockey brawl or you know a little pushing and shoving. This was, you know, the act of assault. Haymakers being thrown in the public seating section. You know, it's a rivalry game, don't get me wrong, but there's no place for that in college athletics. Uh yeah, I agree with you. It was uh it was a really gruesome scene. It was it was actually it was pretty wild to watch, truthfully. I and I all I got to see was the video, but um I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't think that he should never play ever again. I said never um, play college basketball. Never play for Kansas. That's fine. Um, and I I agree with you in the fact that he is the reason that they're in the pickle that that they're in. Um, he made a bad decision, man. Uh, college kids do that a lot. He's made several. We bad didn't decisions make any bad decisions. And we're hang in on college. a minute. Let me talk. Not a one. He's made he's made some bad decisions. The kids on the K State bench made as equally bad decisions. 
Uh, and I can see the young man from K-State who's just trying to compete till the whistle's blown, till the final horn, even though his coach went to the podium and said, I told him to back off. It's hard to tip your cap and just walk away from the situation, but I don't think that canceling Silvio De, Silvio De Souza is the answer. I think the penalty was about as harsh as it needed to be. I honestly would have liked to seen him be out the rest of the year and the Big 12 tournament and let him come back for the NCAA tournament. No, because then you... That defeats the whole purpose of why you eliminate him. What, so he can come back fresh in the tournament? I, I don't think he could play again this season. You know, why give them advantage? I simply disagree. Here's my... And also, hot take. Silvio D'Souza, who's a nice player, is the reason now between the Adidas deal and them Kansas finally getting busted and this brawl right here that this will be Bill Self's last year at Kansas. I just... I'm... I'm Bill Self will be coaching the San Antonio Spurs next year. I'm, I, I just, I don't want to get into that cancel culture shit anymore, and that's what it is. It's like someone makes a mistake, and you automatically have to blackball them for the rest of forever, and I just don't think that that's appropriate. All right, so Albert Hainsworth ever stepping on that guy's head and everything else? Do you think it was he sh- he should have been able to play, and it was no big deal? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying getting blackballed like that as a 20-year-old kid, like, is that worth it? I'm not saying he can't you're, play professional you, you basketball. I'm saying he to... shouldn't play for Kansas again this season. Okay, well, you know what? I You're not going to see my side of it, and I'm not going to see yours. In what, this why, why, if someone is assaulting someone, Did he you assault know, him? Did he, hit it? Did he hit him with the chair? There was intent. Did he hit him with the chair? No. Did he? Okay, exactly. He didn't hit him with the chair. Whether or not he dropped it on his own, I think that's debatable. I don't know that he dropped it on its dropped it on his own or had it ripped from his hand by the assistant coach. It's kind of hard to tell from the video because it looks like the assistant coach reaches up for it and gets there on time for him to be able to pull it away, but it also looks like D'Souza drops it. One of the Kansas State players that came off the bench was in street clothes that threw a punch. You want to talk about a kid who shouldn't be playing college basketball well, the rest of the year? He probably won't be anyway. But well, yeah. no, he. I don't. I think he's the one that only got eight games. His wasn't even as stiff. I agree that picking up the chair in general, having the intent, is bad. But don't try to compare him to a a man, in Albert Hainsworth, who's in his late twenties, whatever, and makes a terrible decision like that. At that point, Albert Hainsworth knows better. This is a kid. This is a kid. I'm not saying give him a free pass. The punishment. Fits the crime, I think. You can't, you can't just, That's just cancel a pretty him. You ugly can't scene. cancel him. It's a pretty ugly scene for college athletics. It I is. Think. It's a really ugly scene for college athletics, and I think it comes down to, I, you know, truthfully, if you want to, it, it starts at the top. That's coaching. You really don't have control of your kids to the point where one of them, where one of them is liable to pick up a chair and threaten to smash another kid with it. Yeah. So more more than anything in this, it's shame on Bill Self. Right. Are we still recording? Just make sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> We're eight. I'm eight so minutes. nervous right dude, now, dude. I'm I so you. nervous. I hear you. Um. Okay. Well, that being said, I just think it's really disappointing. Um. I don't know. I I think Self. I, I really do think he'll be, you know, they had the Snoop Dogg thing going on earlier this year with the strippers. That was so funny. Dollar bill. What, what, they were shooting out $100 bills or something like that, the dollar bill cannons. You know, the, 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 and now Amazing. this, like, Kansas basketball, you are you are keeping things entertaining. There's no doubt. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I first saw it and put up the picture um, ESPN on Instagram and I shared it to my story and it's the picture that it's an infamous it'll be an infamous picture with it should be like that, on the roof of the Sistine Chapel that with with that with that stool cocked over his head getting ready to smash somebody with it like that was one of the most morbid pictures I've seen and I shared the it people, and I and I captioned it and I yeah. captioned it a picture of dignity in class or something like that and so yeah. like I bit on it a little bit but you take I took I took a minute to sit back and think about what really happened here. Should the kid have tried to sit there and steal the ball? It actually happened in Kansas once earlier this year. That Monmouth kid stole it right, in I November. That, yeah. Um, and then the kid threw a little hissy fit because they were getting beat by 50 points. Like, get out of here, bro. You're not even – you don't even have half the talent that those kids on the Kansas sideline do. Yeah. But you, you see the way that that Kansas State player reacts – 
and he's trying to compete and trying to play to the whistle, and they're getting their ass whooped, and then Silvio D'Souza comes back and blocks it, and it could have been the end of it. He could have rejected him, and he could have ran the other direction with a finger up in the air like, screw you guys, we're number one type thing. But instead, Silvio D'Souza decided to escalate the situation. He stands over the kid. And I mean, like, starts John, but then you see Silvio D'Souza's head start to go down, like, yeah, get all up in his grill. And that's when things got ugly. And that's when that player from the bench runs off. That kid, I don't know what his name is, but what he did, I think, just because he didn't use a weapon, it won't get any attention, any attention like D'Souza did. I think that there is so much to blame on so many different sides that just saying that D'Souza is the only person who shouldn't get to play the rest of the year, I think is... How different is this from the Miles Garrett-Mason Rudolph situation if... Once again, professional athlete should have known better. Let let a kid make a mistake. Let a kid make a mistake. Miles so had, is- he, had he come down and hit someone with a chair, what's your, what's your take on it? Or stool? Man, I don't know. That's su- that's such a that's such a harder that's so much harder of a and of thank a God prospect. he didn't. And no, thank God thank God, didn't. no, yeah, yeah. Like let's let's preface that. Thank God he didn't actually hit him. I mean, this is a malice in the palace type event if that happens. Okay, here's what I'll say. That's a good question, and you're calling me on my shit. You're making me really defend my stance here. Yeah. You, so hang yeah. on, hang on. I think Miles Garrett should have been charged with something after he did what he did to Miles Garrett, uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. He should not have been able to hit someone with an object like that and get away with it just because it was on a playing field. Had Silvio D'Souza actually come down and hit whoever it was on the ground, I don't even know who the player was. If he'd actually come down and hit that player, I would have thought the same thing. Charge the kid with assault because that's what it is. Who cares if it's on a playing field? It's weird because you know things are in the arena of sport that we look at them differently, but we do. There's all kinds of fights in hockey and stuff all the time and no one gives a shit about it. Like I've seen It's a different culture. I've seen all yeah, but culture yeah. is I've seen all kinds of fist fights in the wrestling room, you know, wrestling practices sure. or football practices, things like that. I mean full blown fisticuffs. You know, and, and that happens when kids people get competitive. I don't know, very ugly situation. Thank God he didn't come down with with the stool because I think we'd we'd be talking about an all time type of event, you know, instead of a little skirmish. Skirmish. You know, I agree. That. I'm with you, man. We would yeah. be talking, and so like I'm, I'm hoping that I'm being consistent. Where I think that Miles Garrett should have been charged something, and had D'Souza hit the kid, I think he also should have been charged with something. Now, regardless if he got the chair knocked out of his hand or if he dropped it, just because like there's intent there, but no execution. Was Hainsworth ever no charged with anything? I don't know. That's a good question. Because he actually... Or how about the time Indominus Sue stepped on that dude's penis? Was that Bakhtiari? I can't remember. Packers? Yeah, it might have been. Might have been. Well, let's move on from that to... Um, I want to break up a little bit. Um, we've had some interesting things happening on the NCAA football. Uh, <coughs> pardon. Where's the cough button, Cole? Um, <laughs> pardon. Um coaching carousel here lately as well as we we've, we've got some more news on people coming in the early, you know leaving early for the NFL draft We're starting to see some transfers things like that um Mike Leach to Stark Vegas Oh yeah we haven't talked about no. this yet and It was weird because people were pretty thought he was pretty set on Wazoo he had signed an extension there which goes to show extensions don't mean anything Hey move your microphone up a little bit Extensions don't mean anything That's better yeah. So, Mike Leach, first of all, Lubbock, Texas, Pullman, Washington, Starkville, Mississippi. The Air Raid Apostle going to the SEC. I'm pretty excited. Well, let's just put it this way. He's consistent. He has never he has not coached being excuse me, I'm going to try to rephrase this. Sorry. His head coaching career, the past 3 stops, he has not worn anything except red or maroon. That's true. He has not That's he true. has not Come out. Mississippi State's is very dark maroon. It's almost a brown. Yeah. Where? Do, what was he connected? He was connected with a couple jobs. Well, he was connected uh, with was Tennessee it, job last year. Was it Florida State even maybe earlier yeah, this for, year? For a yeah. hot minute. Arkansas yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah. But actually, this is a good job. Think about this. You have Lane. Ki- We're going to have in the Egg Bowl Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach sharing sidelines. How much fun is this going to be? It's like a media member's 
like if you're if you're there for a newspaper or whatever a website writing for a website it is your yeah. dream it is your dream right right um, Baylor hires head coach Dave Aranda from LSU so LSU is impeccable hire oh great hire LSU, by the way, absolutely being depleted on the coaching staff. We're really going to find out what kind of a head coach Coach O is here this next season because loss of Joe Brady to the Carolina Panthers. First of all, um, I think Matt Rule's putting together a really interesting staff at Carolina. Who's he hired for D.C.? Uh, Dave Snow's coming with him from okay. Baylor, right. which I think is a good hire. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see John Haycock's defense play in the NFL, um, even though the Patriots are doing <laughs> some of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and you get Joe Brady, what will be interesting for me is with Joe Brady is, does Carolina maybe try to do some funny things in the draft? And cause we've already heard the Bengals, they are not trading the number one pick, right? You think they're going to take Joe Burrow. It, I mean, it's gotta be, you it know, it has to be Joe, right? Right. You gotta think it's Burrow, but with Joe Brady going to Carolina, do you, do you think, you know, the, the Panthers could put together a trade package for Burrow? So, let's let's build on that. If you're Carolina, who are you trading? Who, who's your quarterback? I mean, I think Cam. I think Cam's. I, think Cam's gone. I see. I think that's. I think that's where Carolina really starts. Honestly, I think that they rebuild, and if they can give away some pieces, yeah. to get Joe Burrow. Here's the thing: Do they want to build around McCaffrey or Burrow? Because you don't get to have both. That's who Cincinnati will ask for McCaffrey in exchange. For Burrow. That's interesting. They have to. You'd be stupid not to. If you're Cincinnati, you do not go into that. You, you do not probably go into be those. like a first, a second, and McCaffrey. I really think. I think it's got to be more than that. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Huh. I don't know. I think that's how they view Burrow right now. Like, think about how – think about the, the trend and the the – court of public opinion that Joe Burrow has on himself right now. Right. He is the hottest commodity in college football by, a stri- by like a long stretch. It's amazing stretch. how things change. All our From conversation thir- was... third string to Ohio State. Yeah, Tua Tungavailoa and what he's going to do. And, and now it's, you know, hey, I, I, although maybe Carolina can trade up and get him. I mean, Joe Brady could do some fun stuff with Tua Tungavailoa as well. So Yeah, I don't know. and I Because actually, I don't think Will Greer, Kyle Allen, or Cam Newton – who had it were not that far removed from an MVP season and a Super Bowl appearance um, are the answer there right now, and especially with Matt Rule probably wanting to implement things his way. Yeah, that's true. That's what kind of why I'm interested to see how they yeah. go about this rebuild. Like, I mean, is it a is it a total tear it down to the studs? I mean, do you get rid of do you get rid of Scam? I mean, uh, Cam Newton. Um, which, by the way, did you know? Do you know where he started at school? Like, do you know what college he started at? Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was Tim Tebow's backup. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that 2008 Florida Gators team. We'll go on this for one quick second. Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Cam Newton, Janoris Jenkins, and the Pouncey Twins were on that team. Right. What the hell? That's like that early 2000s Miami team. There's got to be a 30 30 for 30 on that. There has to be. I think so. I think so. And that's amazing just because everyone talks about Urban Meyer, you know, comes off as this holier than thou and this great guy and all this other stuff. But think about how many bad dudes are on that team. Aaron Hernandez has killed more people than Ebola. You're a horrible person. It's true. <laughs> you know? You are a piece of shit. <laughs> he has. You know, and some of the, I mean, the other thing, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, on that team. I saw but. a really funny one that was like, um, like it, it it listed off some of those 2008 players, and it said it's a bunch of gangsters read uh, led by a priest. Yeah, there you go. So funny, dude. Yeah, and gangsters is probably a mean word. I think Aaron Hernandez had a pretty screwed up home life. Yeah, I haven't watched not that. The, I haven't watched that documentary yet. It's not an yet, excuse, like, but they listen, they say that that documentary on Netflix is incredible. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. We watched the first episode, and I wasn't like hooked right away. Truthfully, really, um, it's really good. It it goes into a lot of things, but like I, I I was watching it, and it's almost like the people who made the documentary almost wanted to like blame other people for Hernandez. Being they a wanted piece to make him shit. a sympathetic character. Yeah, and I, I guess there's, there's I a really like good that. podcast that like SI that. did called Gladiator about it too. I've listened to part of it, not all of it yet, but that one's pretty good. If you like the Thirty for Thirty podcast, is one you should probably check out. Fair enough. So. Um, anything else coaching wise? Oh, get this. I was very excited 
Iowa State loses two tackles, uh, three starting offensive linemen. So there was a you were excited some about room. them leaving. No, there was some on line. the rumor mill that Coy Cronk, who's been a four-year starter at Which Indiana, is a sick name for a fucking Coy Cronk, a four-year starter at Indiana who chose Indiana over Iowa State coming out of high school, um, was going to grad transfer, and Iowa State was the favorite for a long time. Guess where Coy Cronk enrolled the school this week? Iowa. Yes. Bummer. Yeah, you want to talk about a kick to the stones. So it's all right. Um, but we're all starting to see some other stuff like that. I'm trying to think any any new coaching news. You know, McCall McCall gets hired. Oh yeah, Iowa Mike State. McCall at Iowa State. I think that's a great hire. Obviously, he's not Alex Golish. So um, can you and you might know better. Uh, can you give our listeners? Uh, a overview of who Mike McCall is. Uh, what I can tell you to start, and Dan will dive deeper, running mm-hmm. backs coach and maybe part-time quarterbacks coach at Northwestern with Fitzgerald, came on with Fitzgerald on his first season and has worked closely with our very own Lua Any. Yeah, so McCall was one of Fitzgerald's first hires when he got to Northwestern. Um, was the offensive coordinator for 12 seasons, um, an offense that – Numbers wise, hasn't always been one of the you know top offenses of the country. They're typically a top forty offense. Um, last year really struggled, and sometimes this happens when you know staffs have been together for as long as Fitzgerald's had. We saw Ferentz do it too. You know, you need a little shakeup to spark things back into life, and and they struggled on offense this year. But McCall has been part of some very good Northwestern teams. Northwestern team that played in the Big T- Big Ten championship two years ago, and frankly, Northwestern team that has been a thorn in the side of Kirk Ferentz. Um, he was, yeah, so he's been the offense coordinator for 12 years as well as handled the quarterback coaching duties. Um, if you look at his recru- as his rank as a recruiter, it's pretty low, um, but that's because he was personally responsible for just recruiting Northwestern's quarterbacks every year, um, and that was his position of specialty. Um, what McCall brings to this staff um, is what I kind of look like as the John Haycock of the offense. Is Iowa State has a young staff full of recruiters, um, full of young energy. McCall is someone who probably brings a more steady president, some, someone who was an offensive corner for 12 years. And if you didn't know, um, him and Campbell worked together for three years at, um, man, I'm trying to – Bowling Green, I believe so. Oh. When Campbell was a GA there. Okay. So that's where the relationship comes from, from as well as Coach Lou being at Northwestern, I'm sure it was highly, re- highly recommended uh, Mick McCall to Matt Campbell. Um, but I think someone who has a lot of experience in offensive coordinator in schemes, and I think it says something about the the program Matt Campbell continues to want to build. Um, Northwestern is a place that has inherent recruiting disadvantages being a near Ivy League school. It's hard to get the kind of kids you want, so it's a very developmental program, the same as Iowa State is. Um, so I, I think that will help. In terms of their offense, too, usually have a great you know running game, um, along with an athletic quarterback, make things work. And, and I think that's kind of what we're going to see from more of Iowa State's offense um, and what they want to do. So I, I think it's a great hire. He's not Alex Golish. Um, we're going to miss Alex Golish. Um, but good for him for landing that. Yeah, I'm glad Alex Golish is getting his chance. That's, right. That's cool. Good for him for grabbing that OC He's going to be a huge UCF guy right. going forward. I think, right. we, I think we touched a little bit on that on the last episode we recorded. Because I think yep. Golish had – had taken that job at that point, and right. that's awesome. Good for him. Um, right. Yeah, so Manning, Tom Manning slides over to coach tight ends. McCall's at running backs, obviously. Um, and I expect him to have a little bit of hand in offensive game planning as well um, with Joel Gordon and Manning and Campbell. Um, that being said, you know, he, he brings a lot of experience, a lot of things like that, and, and a veteran presence uh, to the offensive side of the staff. Um, so I, I think a good hire by Coach Campbell. I agree. I'm yeah. Right there with you. Right. Right. Okay. So, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Who do you got? Boy, I don't know. I um, think I don't think the Chiefs' run defense is good enough. But then again, we talked about that. We didn't think they were good enough to stop Derrick Henry, and they were down by ten points, and then just absolutely waylaid him. So, yeah. Patty Mahomes has been straight magic the last two weeks. I wanna, I wanna really, really, really want to predict Kansas City, but I just see San Francisco winning it. I'm, I'm, in the, and I'm in the same boat. I want to see the Chiefs win, like nobody's business. I'm, I'm not a. I've I know never, too many Chiefs. Fans. I've never been like a, you know, a diehard Chiefs fan or anything like that. But it's a team I could always get behind and want to see successful. Um, at the same time, 
their defense has been good enough the last two weeks, albeit against offenses that weren't very good. Let's call it spade a spade here. You know, um, they get down big two weeks in a row. Um, Tennessee's offense, not great, right? And they're down 24 nothing the week before that. Um, the Niners are a freaking juggernaut right now. Now, it if the Chiefs can force Garoppolo into positions where he's got to make big throws to win, they've got a chance. If they, But, man, that running game, and I look at it this way, is Patty Mahomes is the best when he's on, on, the, on the move and improvising and, you know, things like that. You know, but at the same time, there is not a team in the NFL that can get after the quarterback the way San Francisco does, and they've got speed all over the field. Oh, my gosh. Their defensive front is playing out of their mind right now. Right. Like, I honestly thought with Rodgers and Packers getting eight points on the road and San Fran laying eight at home in a playoff game to me, that is just so ridiculous, especially with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And then I I turned the game off before halftime it was done the Packers weren't even going to compete it, it wasn't competitive at they, all they they were only rushing you knew that you knew that right off the get go Rodgers was running for his life they were only I knew rushing the first five for, minutes it was going to be an ass kick. they were only rushing for and getting to him every time it was it was ugly so um, I don't know if Rodgers was showing his age or if his offensive line was showing their age I don't think it was a lack of a game plan I think that you would have had to have known that San Fran's going to run everything they have right at Rodgers. I mean, they're not going to let him beat you. Um, I was I was surprised we didn't see a little bit more like quick throws, quick hitters. Um, they tried to keep him in the pocket and let him make some reads, which, I mean, you, you knew that wasn't going to be the case. They were going to come after him. So, I don't know. I was a little bit of a head, um, you know, head scratching watching that game. But, you know, I think just give credit to San Fran. And the, well, and I'm going to give John Lynch a lot of credit for putting that oh roster God, together. That Goodness thing is gracious. Loaded. How about Jimmy G just coming out and saying that he was almost glad he tore his ACL because if he hadn't, they wouldn't have gotten Joey Bosa. You're probably right. Yeah. Or uh, Nick Bosa. Yeah. My yeah. Bad. Yeah. Um, I have one point I want to bring up. Zion Williamson made his NBA debut. Debut? Did yes, I say he debut? did. He, you did say debut. And um, I do have a couple thoughts on that. And one of those being that I saw a very great comparison on Twitter. And, Dan, I sent you that comparison oh. on uh, in a direct message I haven't looked at it yet. to your Twitter account here. Um, I thought it was uh, very fitting. I thought it came in handy. And that I, I and not only me, I could relate to it, and I think that anybody could. But uh, Zion ends up with um, 22 points and had 17 of them in the – Fourth quarter. Not only that, he hit four threes in the fourth quarter. Zion Williamson. One, <laughs> one hang- <laughs> There's the tweet. Dan, Dan, read that tweet out loud. It says, me and Zion Williamson. It's got the little handshake. You know, something they have in common. Waiting months to get 18 minutes of action and performing well for three of those 18 minutes, all while being called fat. <laughs> Accurate. That was my comment. Is You can tell that boy's enjoying New Orleans. No, he looked like that when he was in Raleigh. Or it, no. Durham or wherever the hell. It he looked cut when he was at North Carolina. Nah. I thought he looked muscular and he looked big. Nah. And no. He looks – I mean, he looks like Big Baby Davis nah. right now. No, he doesn't. I'll beat a more athletic one, but maybe it's just the uniform. It might be. Boys put on some weight. The, the camera adds maybe a couple hundred pounds. No, I mean, I always thought he looked athletic and strong and fresh and he was always in shape. He looks out of shape. Um, how about this? I want to say this, though. With, we all know how, how athletic he is. And with the weird kind of injury problems he's had, if you know he could probably stay a little slimmer. It's probably going to help him stay healthier. I'm not saying you know I have any place to talk in this matter, but the dude's <laughs> fat. Dude's fat. Uh, so get this. Uh, another one of Cole's did-you-know uh, bullets. Zion Williamson, one game in the NBA, has four three-pointers. Ben Simmons, 203 games, two three-pointers. And they were letting him shoot. They were plenty back backed off him. Oh, but, yeah, they were. You know, but he drained him, yeah. so give him yeah. credit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fun. I think he played well 22 minutes, so I I don't know that it's, it's, it's going to be the same thing in New Orleans, though. They took Anthony Davis number one overall, and we like they wasted the first seven years of his career. They didn't yeah. put anyone around him. Right. Ever. Well, that's why they're going to draft Tyrese Halliburton. No, they're not. <laughs> this is just uh, New Orleans is the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. 
I think. And if not, like the next thing close to that. I don't know. I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Charlotte is getting close. Yeah, the they Wolves. Draft, they drafted Frank Comiskey for crying out loud. That's true. Frank the Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So much. Dan, Dan, what's your next? Uh, what's your that, next? That was my topics. That was my list of topics. But you know, we lost thirty minutes of our of our talk. You know, earlier. That was such a heartbreaker. I, I know. wish. And and you know, really, we did have a good discussion on the Hawks and and actually gave a lot of credit where it was due. But so let's let's dive into something now. Oh, you have Vice up there. Have you seen that? Is that pretty good? The Dick Cheney movie. Uh, um. Yeah, you can borrow it. You got a Blu-ray player? No. I think it's got a DVD. You can borrow it. I think it's got the DVD in it. Don't have either of those. You so. don't have a DVD player? No. You don't have a fucking DVD player? Not not one. Not a one. Well, you have an A-track player as well? Do I you just have, have a, a TV call. fucking phonograph? I'm, I'm living in the 22nd so century. I just stream when, shit. When I you were snowed shit. in last weekend, did you telegraph your way out of it like... Idiot. Morse code? No, I just stream stuff. Oh, all right. Well, then never mind. You I don't. I don't pay. It. I don't pay one hundred and fifty dollars for fucking Directv anymore. You, my my TV costs ten bucks a month. You were paying one hundred and fifty bucks. It was yeah, dude. Dude, you were getting gouged. What are you paying? Like seventy. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. My microphone just lost its. Yeah, direction. that's what I was gonna tell you. That's tough to sit there because oh, it doesn't have good. Grip. Mother bear. You might get to hold that for the rest of the time. Oh, it's a good thing I don't have anything else to say. Well, so while you're messing with that, I want to touch on uh, a quick subject here because a lot of our listeners are fans of the same uh, same program that we are fans of in uh, in uh, Iowa State. Um, I think there's a realistic path to see this team get to 500 in the Big 12. And I know that sounds crazy because they started 0-4, but they did what they should have done against a lesser opponent in Okie State and took care of business at home and beat them. Granted, it looked late in the game. It looked like they were close to wanting to piss it down their leg. Did you just break that pencil? That's hilarious. Did you get that reattached? God damn it. Keep talking. You really got to ratchet that thing. Just fucking do your thing. So they almost pissed it down their leg against Okie State. Well, I think up at, at one point they're up by like. I want to make the comment that they should have pissed it down their leg. <laughs> I'm not holding this microphone in my the, lap. Okay, so I want everyone um. to picture this. Dan is sitting on the couch, the whole microphone arm stand in his lap holding the microphone up to his mouth. I think, you know what we ought to do? We ought to just get rid of these microphones. We ought to just get switch to the headsets. Like, it would be a lot easier. I know, but I just feel so cool when we walk in. And I feel like Colin Coward when I get to talk into this thing. I feel like that's an insult. Like, Colin Coward's <laughs> a joke. So, I think there's a realistic opportunity for this team in Iowa State to go 500 in Big 12 play. They're 2-4 and four as it sets right now. So that means they Here's go 7-5 the they they... down the stretch. And that seems super realistic. No. Be- no. No. How, how, why is it that I just let you vent and talk, and then when it's my turn, you interrupt me? Because we're a terrible basketball team. I don't think we're terrible. I think we're just wildly average. So we get Auburn, the formerly number four Auburn team, in uh, – where's Auburn located at? Auburn is located in Alabama, Cole. Well, I realize that. Like, what's their town? Oh. Yeah, I don't know either. Isn't it this city name? I don't know. Anyways, we go to Auburn this Saturday, um, and then we get Baylor at home. So those, honestly, realistically, you're looking at two losses. Okay. Texas has been so up and down. I think they've been even more up and down than we are. And we go to Texas that following Saturday, and then we get – West Virginia at their place, which could probably end up being a loss. But then we got yeah. Kansas State, who isn't looking very good, actually pretty bad, and Oklahoma, who we've dismantled once. And then we get a Texas team, who hopefully at that point we have already beaten once as well. I, I We're not sweeping anybody. I don't know, man. I don't think so. You don't think – You don't think. If that, Iowa State wanted to do it, they needed it, needed that TCU win. Am I, how does it? How, I want to say this. How different does this season look? I think we. Florida, I think we Florida, sweep K State. If the Florida A and M loss is not there, and they beat TCU on the road, how how does this season look? Well, right then it's we're eleven and seven, and I think the optimism is at a, is is very high. I mean, I think we're and talking I, about one win in Kansas City and playing in the NCAA tournament. I think you're right. So if that's the case, you think I, I just think that Florida A and M loss for me just 
it doesn't matter what we do, has deflated the entire season. I agree. It was. I think the season was lost in that one instance. Yeah, but because uh, even coming out of Matt, I mean, what you know, the Maui tournament or not Maui or the Bahamas tournament we were in this year, people felt pretty good about the team. But I think though too, if you think about what we've got left in front of us and thinking about where Okie State and Kansas State are, if we just figure out a way to not stay in the bottom four and end up as the what the sixth seed. If we can be the sixth seed and stay out of the first day of the Big 12 tournament, win one game in the Big 12 tournament. I'm not saying we're. I'm not. Sa- no, I'm not going down this path. I'm not saying we're making the NCAA tournament. I'm so not what does that put that. our I'm record at? That because right now what Iowa State is nine and eight. Yeah. Um, so nine and eight that puts us. Okay, so let's do this. I'll call it right now. Okay, so nine and eight. Uh, loss, loss. We're talking seven. All right, seven so more Big Twelve wins. So you're nine and eleven when you go to Texas on February first. Okay, wait. So I think if we win Texas, we're gonna lose to West Virginia. So you're ten and twelve. Okay, and then you, I think you can rip off three straight wins: K State, at Oklahoma, home to Texas. You go at Kansas. You're gonna lose that one. I think we played tough enough against Texas Tech in that first half. That we can beat them at home. No, we can beat them in Hilton. No. Okay, so you go home. You're, you're calling that? Are you? Will you be quiet that? for okay. just one fucking second? Texas Tech at home, TCU at home, West Virginia at home. Those are your last three home games of the year. At Okie State and at Kansas State are your final two road games after Kansas. Those are five very winnable games if you play well. Texas Tech being the least winnable out of all of them, don't you think? We'll lose to West Virginia and Tech for sure. Both I'm saying if you teams. if you split here on out, if you split with Tech, Virginia, and do your best to sweep Texas, Kansas State, and Okie State, that's a path. There's a path. So there. what we're talking about sixteen wins going into the Big Twelve tournament then? Yeah, I think that's something like that. I think you would need to win the Kansas City. Still yeah. To- no, I'm no no no. Hang on. I think you're misinterpreting me. I'm not arguing that we're making the tournament. I'm saying the season's not lost, that you can still be a 500 Big 12 team. As bad as it's looked, as, you can still be a 500 Big 12 team. I'm not saying we're making the tournament. That's not this what is I The say. crazy part of the thing to me is last year's team, as loaded as it was with four NBA players, was 500 in Big 12 play. That's why I just can't see this team. And it's weird this team has good players, but I think this roster is just so constructed so badly. There's literally nowhere for it to go but up, and I was... Uh, Rashir Bolton is finally starting to hit his stroke. I mean, he's the reason we won that game, if you think about it. Yeah. He hits three three-pointers in the first five minutes of that game, and we win the game by seven. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Think about that. If he if he continues his cold streak like normal, we're out of the game. We're right. out of the game. So... I think if he can continue to have his hot streak, Prentice Nixon needs oh, to man. not even think about shooting the ball anymore. And what? And and yeah. I think he is unfor like he is our best defensive player. Would you agree? I would agree with that. So he's our best. De- I keep saying all right. We need to quit that. Iowa State's best defensive player in Prentice Nixon can take charges like nobody I've ever witnessed in my life, and doesn't even flop when he does it. No, for the most part. George Condit, if he can string together some consistency, and if we see anything like we saw out of Solomon Young going forward. Where did that come from also? I think something lit a fire under his ass. I, I just, He was pissed. Yeah, and just we've he never was, seen that ever. He was mean to, like, Cam McGriff and um, yeah. I, IOE, or I can't remember how you say that tall kid's name for Oklahoma State, number 14. If we get any production out of Solomon Young like we saw – in the Okie State game, that's gonna they they can be tough, man. That's what I'm saying. Like Jacobson, Jacobson and Nixon right now are offensive liabilities. They are. Every time they're they the are. Uh, and I think Jacobson played better. He has a tendency to get sticky hands when he has the ball in the post. Well, he's done that forever, though. Just, I know it. I hate it. That, that's like me playing pickup basketball. He forgets. Like, he, oh my god, what do I do? He what forgets. Do I do he's, he forgets he's playing in the Big Twelve and that we yeah. move around. This isn't yeah. Nebraska anymore, bud. That being said, I'm really disappointed. Our offense, like, there's just there's no ball reversal. There's no backdoor cuts. There's no high post action. Like. Oh, man. So I called into um, Sports Fanatics and kind of jumped in the whole prom critics, prom haters subject. And I I admitted it to them as I got on the air, right? 
I have a theory and I want to go back and maybe try to figure out a way to quantify this and, and take the time to actually see if I'm right on this. I don't think that Tyrese needs to be running the point. I think Rasheer Bolton needs to we, be running the We've seen that ball. a lot this this Rasheer year already, Bolton though, has to run he point takes, guard. I don't know if he has to run point guard, but we've seen it a lot where he comes and takes the ball down the floor and Tyrese is coming off the wings then kind of set up that action a little bit. We've seen that, and honestly, they're probably the best offensively when they do that. Um, but he's still the best distributor we have on the team, and it's not even close. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, don't I think know. if if we can get some if we can get some very consistent production out of our bigs, I think it's like we're seeing with Iowa right now, where Luca Garza sets up everything for that team because he attracts all that attention. And we don't have. Here's the deal: we've got if if Solomon Young can play like he did every night like this the rest of the year, that's fine. Condon isn't that skilled around the bat around the hoop yet. Um. At the same time, we don't have the three-point shooters that Iowa has. We've got a couple no. streaky shooters in Halliburton and Bolton, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know. It, uh, like I said, Just I the roster's not good enough. No, and, and I, I'm, I'm with a lot of people. I think that we're, we're excited for some of these incoming kids. Um, I believe one of our um, former recruits now committed to Gonzaga. Um, oh, shoot. He was uh, he's in a McDonald's All American game. He was never committed to. Iowa no, State. no, no. Did I say commit? I'm sorry. Yeah. I said recruit. I thought. Yeah. Never mind. Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Um, he's in the All uh, McDonald's All American game. So for right. as critical as we can be of, of our coach, sometimes um, one thing I've always thought I've stayed pretty consistent with is that I know that he's a good recruiter. I well, know I, yeah, and, because and he can the, we were we really were well. in the race for Suggs for a long time. Right. Like to the nitty gritty type shit. Yeah. And he's playing in the McDonald's All-American game. Like, that's there are 24 players that get invited to that across the country. And one of the recruits that's going to Gonzaga now was in Prome's camp for a while. And Prome had him, I think. And, you know, it just fell short. But then again, Fran also was in on him and yeah. got close. So, who really knows? But Midwest kid, Minneapolis. But, like I said, I'm... I've always thought that Prome can recruit, and I think he's an amazing recruiter. It doesn't matter when you can't use the guys. Or we've gotten good guys, but the roster just, you know, hasn't panned out. The no, way it's just it, it hasn't. We we don't have a stretch four. We don't have you know guards or wings with any size. You know, we've got a couple six foot and six one guys playing on the wing who can't. Who have, you know, I just. I think we're going to be pretty decent next year, too. I mean, obviously, we're going to lose Tyrese, but I think it's really going to open Who's going to play point guard? Trey Jackson. Ooh, man, he turns the ball over he's, a bunch. He's 18, dude. He's 18. We're, we don't – we're not – we are – I want everybody to be aware of this right now. Everyone, listen up. Monte Morris is not coming back, okay? We're not going to see another player come through our program that's like Monte Morris. Those guys Why are, can't we? Why can't we? Well, maybe – uh, sorry, I shouldn't say never. It's going to be rare to see guys like that. Monte Morris, to never turn the ball over like he did was – Dan, that's really not helping anything. I'm sorry. My microphone's all messed up. Monte Morris, we're not going to get to see a player like that very often come through our program. We're going to have turnovers. That's what it's going to be. Those kids are going to be young. I'm, You know what I'm excited? I'm excited to see guys like Caleb Grill get some more run. Terrence Lewis will be back for his senior year. Maybe. Uh, you know, it, just shit like that. We're going to get Dudley Blackwell into the mix. Xavier maybe. Foster is going to be here. Maybe. What do you mean maybe? What is this maybe bullshit? Dude, if Prome... Uh, never mind. Prome stays. Are they, do, you really, do you really think that these kids are going to uh, back out of their national letters? Is that what but you really... happens all the it, time. Dan, is that what you're saying right now? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Sure, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that I go to the We've moon seen... either. But you know, <laughs> if looks could kill, I'd be dead. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. If you okay, but look, let's look at it this way: if you if they wanted to if they wanted to back out of their letters right now, we... they would have done it by now, right? No, I'm because who was it? It was a kid that wound up at Cal. I'm trying to think of. His name off the top of my head. It came in the same class as Wellington. So he was Darius McNeil, um, and actually has been a pretty decent player for Cal. I think you got to talk. You got to talk. He's transferred once since then. 
Um, but he was a kid who, you know, he was on the roster and people were excited about him, things like that. He was like a top 150 kid. And then we signed Wigginton and a month or two later was Gonzo. And you really have no option but to let a kid out of their NLI. It looks really bad if you don't, you know. Yeah, and, and I get that. We and uh, who's the kid from Troy that we've got sitting? Oh, on? Javon Johnson. I have heard. Yeah, inside sources say looks inside pretty good. Sources. In you mean when you say inside sources, do you mean your VIP subscription to two four seven? No, it means Tim <laughs> Heiler. <laughs> Tim Heiler also told me that Prentice Nixon was going to be a stud. I think that yeah. um, I'm guilty of it. I think we really bought into uh, some of the. We do every year, though. People thought Jeff Beverly was going to be a good player at one point, too, because he averaged 15 points at UTSA or wherever the hell it was. Yeah, or the same could be said about uh, Merle Holden, where, oh wherever he was. Which, I mean, Merle Holden works for the city of Ames now. Did you know that he's still here? Good for you, Merle. Yeah. We love you, Merle. Got your graduate degree. Yeah. Man, there were Proma's taken some bad transfers. Remember Ray Casango, Hans Brace. Oh my goodness, Jeff Beverly. I Prome has taken some just dog shit transfers. I think it's nothing against these fine young men. It's but. probably just got to be a, a a product of the climate though too. Outside of Shea, I mean, he's his which one has worked out? Um I mean I think I'd argue Jacobson's worked out. <sighs> like seriously, think about the year, think yeah, about the quality he's minutes. A, he's, that he a gives good, you. He he's a good he's a good quality player. minutes. But I would say he's regressed quite a ways this season. And I know he's playing out of position, supposedly. Yeah, but your your question was who's worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's worked out. Well, yep. okay, so okay. Javon Johnson, we're high on him. Um, Prentice Nixon. I would say Bolton's probably worked out Prenti- at this point. Prentice Nixon's worked out. I mean, he's offensively. He's a d- dumpster fire. Uh, no, best de- how, you cannot call the best defensive player on our team a dumpster fire. Well, I'm saying offensively he's a dumpster fire. So? He ruins our spacing. He okay. can't shoot. Well, he shouldn't we shoot. didn't we didn't know that going in. Rashir Bolton so far has been pretty successful. I would say Bolton he's, is probably he's cold. Yeah. So he's he's missed on some and he's hit on some. Okay. Probably missed more than he's hit, which is okay, but you know, in the MLB yep. if you're batting 350, you're a Hall of Famer. And in college basketball if And listen, and you know I'm telling the truth on this shit because I'm a I am a prone critic and I I won't use the word hater because that's those are bad words. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Crazier than shit. I don't know. <laughs> what? All right, that that's I'm about tapped out on topics. Yeah. Right now. Well, uh, I'm. It's it's kind of funny. We we lost that first half hour, but um, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, I, I don't have anything else to touch on. I think we should save some of the draft talk and things like that right. until uh, right. maybe next Monday when we record, or maybe we won't record next Monday. We might we might do another little ten day hiatus here and try to get back on our Monday schedule. Um, some personal things have come up in me and old Danny Boy's life, and it's just kind of where we're at You're now. You're gonna have so. a baby here. Not that long. Uh, we're looking about 60 days, bud. How's that feel? I'm actually really excited, truthfully. Are you? I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I think we're at like 100 days. Yeah, you guys are right behind us. I'm yeah. real. I'm really excited, dude. I, I'm ready to be a dad. I think it's gonna be a good time. Like, Do you got your shit bot. Um, we're honestly what we're doing is we're uh we're gonna. I have a huge family, and so. With baby showers and things like that, we're just gonna kind of wait to see what you know people. See, this is something. Oh, look at this! I, I'm literally looking at what Christine is browsing on on her phone because <laughs> all of her shit. If she watch, if she watch a porn. <laughs> no, uh, I, we haven't bought anything because we're kind of waiting to see what people. Um, you know, we we're we're very lucky. We got people who want to give us a bunch of gifts, and that's super nice and so we're gonna see what we get in terms of of those things and then we'll make our purchases from there so we're trying not to put get over our skis here but um i want to make one more comment mm-hmm. does frank vogel kind of look like the guy from impractical jokers yes he looks like sal yeah yes that's all i had yeah so. very good and what kyle about, kuzma looks like kind of white trash what about, dirty m&m dan what about you are you uh are you ready to be a dad how you feeling I don't, I don't know. I haven't really put that much thought into it yet. Why not? I don't know, because it's all pretty terrifying. Why are you scared? Because it's, it's, it's a big responsibility. You know, there, you're, not, you're not going to hurt it. I might. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm kind of clumsy. You're fine. I think I don't, I'm excited. I, I'm more excited, I think, for the, for the, the point when 
the kid can walk and talk and kind of like be a little bit more independent to the point where like take it to the golf course, go, you know, play. Make it drive you home from the golf course. No, I mean, it depends on the day, but, you know, (laughs) shit like that. Like I'm excited for those little, those little learning. I'm just thinking about we're having a girl and you're having a boy and I'm going to have to kick this little, keep this little fucking sheets kid away from Do it. my beat, daughter. Beat his ass. I'm going to have to be sitting there cleaning my shotgun on the on the porch. I'm still cleaning this gun. That's you. We should have a top 10 just bad stigma country songs like that. Like, I, I feel like that should be a good Come episode. on in, boy. Shit on down. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. We that's will a, do that. That's a bad cliche country song. I can think of a lot of them off the top of my head. Yeah. You were listening yeah. to some Luke Bryan earlier, so you Also know. bad... Yeah, I, I stumbled across some of my playlists from the high school, early college years, and Lord knows, I found out I had terrible taste in music. Fun fact. It's, so. it's, it's good that it's uh, taken a turn for the better, so yeah. good for you. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone, thank you once again for listening. Please share, like, subscribe, um, give us a review on iTunes. Um, we we would be... Are we on iTunes? Yeah. Oh, somebody asked me that the other day, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, we are. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, anybody who wants to come on to the show, hit us up. We'd love to have a guest. We've got a third microphone Yeah, we here. do. We'll, uh, we'd love to have you on. We love getting an extra opinion. Uh, Taylor Hall comes on here and just spits straight fire right into the microphone, usually because he's had about 13 BV and diet dues. But uh, once again, thanks for listening, and uh, everyone have a great, great weekend. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight.